0: Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magic Cast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode two hundred and thirty-seven. It's our first podcast of the year. Uh, apologies not for doing one after the Cremonese game on Thursday. Uh, I've been really busy with work. Um and it's a, a good start to the year. Uh with me tonight uh, I have Joey. How are you Joey? Good. How are you Scott? Uh, as you probably can sound in the in my voice and probably in my demeanor. I'm I'm very tired. I've been hitting the overtime and I was in the office today. And I will probably go to bed after we recorded this. <laughs> it's just, I'm tired. I have to be up a bit early in the morning. And plus the weather hasn't been great. But apart from that, I'm all good.
1: Use um, the energy, the last little energy, Scott, that you have. And we, we just talk all about Roma. And we just let out all the frustrations.
0: Yeah. Um, I do have an announcement to make at the beginning. Uh, I was going to save it to the end. But at the end of the season this will be my last few months hosting. I have really enjoyed it. Um, I have been thinking about it for a while. Um, I was potentially going to do it last summer, but, uh, I needed a distraction after what happened in the summer after the loss of my dad. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. March is like March. I think it was like the 20th. It's like been three years. Um, it will go into good hands. Uh, so this will be the last five to six months of me hosting. And then from that, it will go on to someone new and, um, they can take over and, uh, try and do as much as I did. Cause, uh, I think one, someone said on, on, on WhatsApp, you, you, uh, revitalized it and gave it more to life. Um, because the guys before, they did an amazing job. They've had families and stuff like that. But I've really enjoyed my, my three years on air coming in March and just need to just have a bit of a change.
1: Oh, well, Scott, uh, I mean, you've told me the announcement already privately and uh, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's sad. You're obviously a great host and done well for La Magicas, and I just wish you the best all your endeavors. Uh, I mean, after the season's done... So at least till the end of the year, let's make it the best we can. And yeah, and we'll just go from there. And nuke it all. Nuke it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, only to the team. Only to the team.
0: Only to the team. Um, We'll briefly touch on some news that happened in the week. So Roma beat Cremonese 2-1. The trusty duo of uh, Paolo Dybala and Romelu Lukaku saving Roma again after a very, very poor first half. Um, I watched this on a well-known website, which I am not going to name, uh, which may have got taken down a couple of years ago, because the Coppa Italia, that game, and the other game, the Atalanta game that day, was not shown on British TV, but hence Milan was, and so was Juve San Natan, the next day, which ended 6-1. But oh, Joey, it, they got the win in the end, and Jose switched to a four-two-three-one, but the first half was dreadful. I watched this on uh, media sets and one um, of the ex co comment sorry, an ex-player was a co-commentator and that was Simone Tirabocchi and I was like, whoa, I used to watch you play in Serie A 10-15 years ago, but what was your thoughts on the Coppa Italia win overall?
1: I know we got the win, but it uh, it wasn't really positive. Uh, we were dreadful in that first half. Oof! And again, it took us needing to bring on the best players we can to beat the team that's what five or six in the champ in the Serie B. I was going to say the champion. Champions League,
0: bloody hell. oh No, I was going to say championship. Oh, championship. Yeah, but that's Premier league.
1: It's yeah, not bad. yeah, but. League. yeah so but the second in division in italy it's Serie b and uh they were they're what five or six and i'm i'm sorry it's i know it's negative scott and i've been on this kind of negative rant lately it's it's hard to to say much positive about the the game when you know you need two late goals and you need your big stars to come in and score them against Cremonese in a coppa italia you should have. Uh, you should be able to win that game in the first half, if not the first half, second half, like early. <clears throat> I'm just wanting Scott for. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just wanting Scott for ease of ease of mind for everybody, for myself, for Roma fans. Why can't Roma just score these goals earlier, put the game to bed? It's again, this all in the end it counts as the season and games go on because the more games you try to exert so much energy for ninety minutes the more you're going to get tired towards the end. When you kill off games early, you can sort of relax. It may not be uh, detrimental or you, you may not see any effects of it in the short term, but in the long term, I'm telling you, it affects you. When you, when you can kill off games in the 50, 60th minute, you can put on youngsters, you don't need to bring on DiBala. you can relax a bit, you don't need to run your ass off and press so much, you can just manage the rest of the game. And they just don't do that. Okay, it's fine if you don't do it against... You know, we played Juventus the week before. I get it. But this is Cremonese in Serie B. Mm. So the second half was much better, but we needed all of our big guns to come and win us the game. Which, to me... I mean, look. I don't care as much for the Coppa Italia as others do. But that's that's still a little bit concerning for myself. So... Um, I don't really have much positive to say besides Lukaku and Dybala having to uh, to save us and Asmune having a good game. Other than that, I, I think we were very dreadful on the night.
0: And the news after that is a Coppa Italia derby della Capitale, which is this Wednesday at the wonderful kickoff time at 6pm local time, 5pm UK time. And guess he's doing overtime that day, so I'm gonna miss the first half. I've got the game on record, so I'll watch it. I'll watch it
1: probably later in the evening. But Do you remember, Scott? Sorry to interrupt, do you remember the um the inter game with Roma where they talked about the T V ratings um, you know, and having him at a specific time slot, but they couldn't account to do this for Roma Lazio. I know there's the problem of playing a derby at night, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know. They 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 talk a lot about TV ratings, but this should they should find a way to be able to manage this as a night game. But I, I guess they really they really can't.
0: Yeah, I imagine it's due to the I would say policing over here in the UK. Derby games are pretty much heavily policed, and like it, if you're an away fan, you're escorted to the ground via the train station to the ground and like. This happened to me when following Swindon in local derbies. It will happen to me in a couple of weeks when I go to Newport Because um, Newport Swindon's quite close to each other It's like a forty five minutes and they hate each other um so I imagine it's down to policing the cost of policing they don 't want everyone drinking for the most of the day, but it's a work day also I imagine in Italy because um epiphanies just happened, which was a holiday so so that was over the weekend. Um would they have gone back to work today after the holidays?
1: Yeah, it would have been today, I assume. I'm pretty sure it is today. So yeah, I might as just police him. But um
0: is Milan Atalanta that day. It was at Juve Atalanta? Uh, no, Juve are playing Thursday and it's AC Milan Atalanta on Wednesday evening and there's a game Tuesday evening. Which is it?
1: Fiorentina. There's Bologna as well, right? Yeah, I look. did not. I um, did not honestly. check the schedule. I only knew Roma played Wednesday. Uh, it's look Bologna look. Fiorentina. That's right. Yeah, that
0: is. That's no, the ninth.
1: So tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow.
0: So uh, yeah, Fiorentina Bologna is the eight o'clock kickoff UK time. Lazio Roma is the five o'clock kickoff, uh, and then Milan, Atalanta, and Juventus for us, only the other two quarterfinals. Uh, how do you feel going into this?
1: Uh, both teams, honestly, Scott, have disappointed this year. I mean, Lazio. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to the Atalanta game, but Lazio at the end of the the first half of the season, they surprisingly ended up passing us after being behind most of the most of the season, and they're actually ahead of us. They. They're playing uh, – I mean, they didn't play the same opponents we have in the past you know, four to five weeks, uh, but they're on a three-game winning streak. But I think both teams this year have been struggling, disappointments. A lot of the signings, which we'll get to from a, a certain manager, um, a lot of the signings have been underwhelming for both sides, right? We're, we're, we're looking at Renato Sanchez on our end. Yeah. Uh, in particular, even Husam Awar hasn't really shown up. And then on He's their a, end,
0: he is at AFCON.
1: He is. He is. A, I was just talking signings in, in general. And for them, yeah. like guys like Daichi, Kamada haven't really stepped up, and nobody else they sign, I don't think, has made much of an impact. I think Isak Sin has been okay, but they're not the same team they were last year. So I don't. I think it's a battle of two struggling teams. And for me, it's a coin flip.
0: I have a feeling this might go to extra time. Maybe yeah, because yeah, the game in the league in November ended 0-0. Roma played well, but they just didn't do enough. They had the chances early in the first half. All but, to Arzorp. <laughs> yeah, all to Rick Castle, who tried his best not to score. <laughs> And did, and did. Uh, we can talk about Rick One is dodgy tash that he had on going in the Cremonese game. Yeah. But no, nah, that, that a bit of bum fluff that probably f- uh, blew off in the wind. Um, but yeah, it was, the, the league game was just like, it wasn't meh. It was just like two teams before the November international break didn't want to lose and didn't want to put a foot wrong, which is understandable. Roma had some chances. Luis Alberto hit the bar. I have a feeling with the way that uh, Roma have been playing at the moment and due to the schedule. Remember, they do play AC Milan on Sunday night. And then after that, they have a favourable schedule going into the Europa League games against Feyenoord. They do play Inter just before, but they do play... Helles Verona, who lost away at Inter with a wonderfully missed penalty by Thomas Henry in the 95th minute. Salah Natana, who have been beaten twice by Juve. Caleri, and then they also play Frozanone after the final game. So there is a bit of leeway afterwards, but I just have a feeling with the Coppa Italia. You may have an eye on it. It is a derby game. So there has been underwhelming derby games in the past. And that you can say the one on um, in November was, but I have a feeling that there might be a bit of a more of an edge to this one because it is a cup game and that you you do have the opportunity to get to a Coppa semi final. I just have a feeling that the way that these game the games are panned out between these two sides, there is a dramatic lateness of a win for either side, either in extra time on penalties.
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, I I echo the same same feelings and thoughts. There there will be a bit of an edge for the game for sure uh, against Lazio, but I, I think both teams will. Well, I think it will be close, and you're right. I, I think it's going to end up going to extra time, which what I don't want at all. Uh, we have another big game on the weekend against Milan, so don't want those extra thirty minutes. And it's going to be interesting. We might see a couple of youngsters, maybe if. We're bold enough. We're, I think, we're gonna see in uh, play. Yep. So, uh, which, yeah. So, which we'll we'll get to the Atalanta game, but uh, like you told me, don't get attached to lone players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it just happened to me as a Swindon fan, and we lost two of our best players, who were lone players who got recalled, and one is now out injured, which is Jake Young. But, yeah, don't ever fall in love. Don't fall in love with lone players. It it will hurt you. Like, with Lukaku, I put the tweet out yesterday to Radio Ramanista, and they replied. Uh, and I said, don't fall in love with lone players. But Jody, who's also been on his part, I didn't reply. Sorry, Jody, who have been busy with work. I said, what about Lukaku? It's like, yeah, don't fall in love with lone players. It When they leave, it does break your heart. But um, should we go on to the... Alone signing, and also i add a, it, add in a caveat with everyone's favorite Portuguese, Thiago Pincho, um, leaving the club in February.
1: Yes, yeah. you,
0: you said to me pre pod, Were you shocked? and I went, No, because the, there has been strong rumors. Remember, he was linked with Tottenham for a little bit in the summer and last year, uh, and now, under the wonderful Ange Postacoglu, um, she's just doing an absolute wonderful job at Spurs, and they're about to sign Timo Werner and probably drag us in from uh from Genoa to actually one very good signing, and one actually could be a very good signing in the long run in the loan deal for Werner, but I digress. But I just feel sometimes that Pinto's work has been a little bit un- underwhelming, um. He did a good job, I reckon, probably getting rid of players, but signing players in the summer, that's just gone. Yeah, that was not great because he went from target to target to target with with little money at at his detriment. Come on, FFP is just like screwing Roma over at the moment and with the financial like problems that the club have. He had to do like a miracle job trying to get 30 million euros by the end of the 30th of June, but failed just by a couple. Sold Roger Obañez to Saudi, got the Saudi money for him. But um, like his track record in the first transfer window, was it in September, 2021 after he joined in, uh, I want to say 2021, like just after, was it after January?
1: Yeah, it uh I believe it was after the uh the management took over the club which was around I think it was late 2020 getting into 2021 and then oh, that's yeah. when Thiago Pinto came aboard.
0: That summer transfer window is probably not his greatest moment cuz he let's just say that Rome has spent 98 million
1: euros. But that also got them in back into financial fair play or part yeah, of the reason. part of the
0: reason. Um, but then he he's done some good deals in the past. Like there's been some very good loan deals for like the uh, and not the Lukaku, the free transfer of the um I want to say, I'm, I'm not going to say Renato Sanchez because that's just like, meh. Sader yeah. Yeah, Zada, Zada Asman's been a good good little deal. He's been like a very good hit with Roma, Evan and Dicker. Um, I do think there is a player with Husamawa. I just think that he just needs a little bit of time and he'll get it. Um, and then you've got like Paredes, and Eldor Shomaradov. There's probably a bit more that I'm trying to think of, but I think he's, he's done an okay job, but I think it could have been a bit better.
1: Yeah, Scott, before I get on Pinto, I want to ask you in the end, are you happy he's gone? Uh
0: I do think that then the, the, the,
1: yeah. I I say this
0: not with how can I put this? I am, but I'm sorry that he's going under these circumstances if you understand. Mhm. I wish it could have been under better circumstances like he's been dealt a bad hand, hasn't he? Like With the financial pressures of what the club is going through, he's had to sell like Roger Obanes quickly. If Tammy Abraham didn't get injured in that last minute against Spezia, he would be a player in the Premier League right now. And Roma's financial fair play would have been hit. I feel in that. I don't know if you would agree with me.
1: That I do agree, yes. Yeah, definitely. I think that's kind of hindered his work for the for the summer for sure. Yeah, because cause... we we had an injured player that you know, we needed a, a new player to replace him, but we didn't get the money from Abraham to replace it with. So, yeah, that that definitely he was dealt a bad hand with that, absolutely.
0: But in the long run, I think he's done an okay job. There has been some good players that he's brought in. But <sighs> I just think he, in the summer where Roma were crying out for an attacking player, Scamacca, like Dilly, and was and so Sassuolo just like, bent Roma forward. The same with Davide Fratesi. Now, Fratesi's on a, a year loan with an obligation at Inter, which will probably be taken up. Just, I have a feeling just Roma don't deal with Sassuolo no more. McCarnavale with his absolute mentalism that he does like tries to bend clubs over but then gives Manuel Locatelli for a free loan for two years at Juventus if I speak I'm in trouble um but yeah um I just feel like he could have done a better job like Roma could have got Marcus Leonardo and guess what he's just joined Benfica Uh. which you were you were broken at but I have a feeling That If that deal was done in the summer, I don't think he would have played at Roma until the year after because of the EU regulations at the club and also uh, with Santos getting relegated and all that. But what was Roma's loss would be Benfica's game. Uh, Sorry, uh, Duvan Zapata. That was a bit of a weird one where... Roma were trying to get him from Atalanta, but Atalanta weren't going to sell. But then he went to Torino. There was Scamacca, Fratesi. The list may go on. And then his, his weird stalkerish ex-girlfriend pursuit of Renato Sanchez, which has gone down like a fart in church. It's not been great at all. No, and uh, that's my... Uh...
1: Pretty much, Scott, I have the same thoughts of him. I, I mean, I thought he's done an okay job at Roma. I'm just in the um, the sort of, I guess, the part of the fan base that wants to, as our, our expression is the nuke the whole thing. Uh, he's the start of it. I, I want to change from it. And it's not because he did bad. I thought he did very well to sell because look at the players he sold. I think um, so far, none of the guys he sold have really flourished anywhere else. Um, Ibanez Ibanez is the only one that we sold That to me kind of hurt Even though he had some mistakes And you can tell we can, We're can, you know, we kind of missing him a little bit in, in certain games, certain moments But I mean everybody else he sold You know Volpato will take time to develop Missouri will take time to develop And we don't have this time And even Tahirovic You know Ajax, poor season I haven't heard much Great things from him. Clivert, uh, you know, you're talking Clivert, about...
0: That. Clivert's doing really well at, at Bournemouth. Yeah. He's been Cl- rejuvenated.
1: Yeah, so at least, yeah, there is there is one. But most of them, Scott, have not, you know... Zaniolo? Done. I mean, most Villa fans... I I know he scored that that tying goal, but most Villa fans do not like him. But, I mean, Zaniolo was selling to... Gal- but we sold him to Galatasaray, which yeah, ended up being... Been loaned. Yeah, which ended up being you know better ended up being better for us because even at Galatasaray wasn't really doing much is why they loaned them out as well. So I think he did very well to sell. He did very well to meet financial fair play, where I don't think he did as well as buying. Now I might be in the minority. I know Pinto was involved. I know he did a lot of hard work to get specifically De and Lukaku over. But I feel with any director. Sporting director, general manager, whatever you want to call them, you know anyone that's pretty good at their job. I think I might be bold saying this, but I think they would have probably had successful outcomes with both those players, regardless. To me, I personally think the the call of Mourinho and the relationship between Todd Boley and Dan Freakin are the bigger factors into why these two players came to Roma more so than you know Pinto just beating out the competition that's my opinion and then the rest of the ball with actual money we had so I know the second year and the third year we did not have money I get Mm -hmm. that he was dealt he was dealt a pretty bad hand with that one but the first year we did have money he didn't do very well he bought he bought Abraham has had one good season, one bad season. Him, it's a pass, okay. But look at everybody else he bought. shamurdov Vinya, none of this, none of these ever panned out. They never did well. And you know, you go on to then you go on to things like um Renato Sanchez, my pupil, can't stay on the field. But that I I know he didn't have money. I still don't think when he, he had the opportunity to have a bit of money. I don't think he bought very well, and that's not just on Pinto. That could be the scouting as well. I think Roma scouting is is quite horrific, Scott. Like, I mean, we don't find. I'm not gonna say a superstar. Like, I mean, those are very hard, and they do come around every time to time. But I, still, it's hard. But to find a player that can be so useful for your team for three to four to five million, six million, like under the ten million dollar range, and just be a solid starter like we don't really get those i know i'm saying buying wise like buying younger players we don't really get those very much and i just think that comes out to scouting i don't think we do a good job i thought vina might have been a good one but clearly not he he didn't suit you know he didn't suit what we needed there so like you know with atalanta buying hien he had a perfect cb under 10 million like certain certain things like that to me is, is a reason why I'm kind of happy he's gone, that we need a change. Not that he's bad, it's just I think Roma, their overall structure needs to change. If you gave us, though, a sporting director with Tiago Pinto, I think that would have worked extremely well, but I think Pinto is too stubborn to work with somebody. That's what I keep reading reports. Maybe wrong, but that's what the reports say. So for me, I'm quite I'm quite pleased that we're, we're going to be starting fresh with somebody new, and hopefully they'll have a better eye for talent. Yeah,
0: completely agree. Do you feel like if he did have a sporting director with him, like you could see these jewels in the rough that they could have got? Um absolutely and, probably, and you could have had more uh, like a guide a guiding eye um for, for talent and you probably got someone who could probably been looking at players probably ever since the season finished. Like I always do this on a on a particular football game, which is quite quite known worldwide. You always look for for players when the season's over. You always start your scouting literally before the season is over, and then you get ready for next season. Like for this January transfer window, Roma should have been preparing for players. In October, November, and probably the early part part of December, having eyes everywhere, but they've only been given a million and, a million and a half euros to spend. So if he had someone with him to be like, oh yeah, you could go for him for five hundred k, and then in the three probably in about three four years, you could probably sell him for a bit more money, just for something like those sort of players. But he's gone in for a loan deal. Which I think will be a good loan deal in the end for uh, a Juventus Rolls Royce of a Dutch defender.
1: Which yeah, but Scott, it makes us look like a feeder club, and ah, that maybe ah, that bothers me so much. It does, but I think that's what we're dealing with at the
0: moment, and that's what we have to be dealing with at the moment, just because of what has gone on in the past, and what is what we have to spend in January.
1: Right, I mean, but if we could have done this earlier, Scott, with a younger defender in the summer, that would make so much more sense. Yeah, like it took us till till uh, this whole sort of catastrophe at center back to come to this to find a promising eighteen year old that can even help us immediately. That's that to me is the, the the problem. Like this should have again, even with the deals we talked about, Scamaca, um, you mentioned Zapata, but all the strikers, everything, or Leonardo. Actually, everything needed to be done just a little earlier, just always earlier. It's always as if we're too late. So this this Holson deal is is one that, I mean, what I saw yesterday, he already looked composed. He already looks our best. CB, he already looks yeah. our best defender on the ball. I even messaged you saying, look how accurate his passes were to Lukaku in the air on the ground. He he wasn't looking. Look, Lukaku never had to look. Up at the, the the Roma the Roma the Roma stars up at top, seeing a Spinazzola cross flying over his head. You didn't have to see that once from Holson hitting someone in right, wing back.
0: hitting someone in Rosette in the curve sud
1: Yeah, he didn't have to see that once. Like he looked, he looked at H- Holson and he got the ball. Like he saw the ball coming right at him. He looks at Spinazzola or Karsdorp or any of the wingback. He he's looking at the the stars in the sky and looking at the ball going to Rosi like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. ridiculous he looks so composed and i don't want to get attached but he looks like a really promising center back my only hope scott is like i i mentioned to you, uh giallo was almost done to juventus
0: Juventus, yeah
1: so maybe if he likes the city that much he might get another loan deal back to to romo which i i could see happening could see happen is it me? does he look permanently stoned yes <laughs> yeah he does he also uh, he also seems to be like Zaniolo 2.0. On Instagram, I saw yeah. that.
0: So, yeah, I saw that. Is he is a young lad? New season. Yeah, of course, of course. It happens. Boys will be boys.
1: Exactly, <laughs> <No>. but uh, <laughs> but that might be promising from from Pinto. Like as a last uh, gift, Ho- hopefully the last gift he can give us, miracle, is you know trying to sell. Um. Either getting Renato Sanchez uh loan terminated or selling Spinazzola because that will allow us to bring one more player. Yeah. So hopefully he's able to do that. But in the end, I'm going back to him working with somebody, Scott. If he would have had an actual sporting director who has an eye for talent, someone like we kept uh, talking about with Masara, especially that he's gone from Milan, like you you negotiate big deals. If Pinto would negotiate big deals he would sell off the players and you would have Masara or some other sporting director have a good eye for talent with, with a scouting team, um, that would have been the best thing for Roma. Like, like, you know, we always go back to Juntali's work at Napoli. Look what he did with oh. Um, Look what he did with getting guys like Lobotka, uh, Zielinski.
0: Rasputori. Rasputori.
1: Osh- I know Osiman obviously was a lot more money. Mm. Uh, and even Angisa, look at all these great or even just solid players kim kim and jay, kim and and jay at now at you know for, yeah so look at these players that come in for lower amounts of money and look how well they do when they won the scudetto so i don't think pinto had the eye to find those type of guys like finding a cavacalia for 10 million I'm not saying it always happens but it's been a very long time since we've had one of those even before pinto it's Marquinhos, wasn't it? Our last one, prob, uh, probably yeah. Or
0: Zaniolo.
1: Nah, I don't. Th- I can't say Zagnolo because I don't know. I feel he struggles. He struggled way too much, and I, I can't say it's Zaniolo. I don't. He was never at the top. Uh, he was never at the top. He was projected to be, but he was never at the top at one point okay. or at the top of his career. Maybe later on, sure, but right now. I'll say more like someone like Marquinhos or even Pjanic. Pjanic, Salah.
0: Yeah, Salah.
1: Yeah. Well, Pjanic,
0: his release clause got met, um, which is, it happens.
1: Well, look at even Salah's We signed, a, a, like, a, to me, he's a world champion. He's a champion, and we signed them for, what, 11 or 15 million?
0: And then sold him for 40 million euros, roughly. And he's, yeah, and he's, I think. To
1: me, he's one of the best in the Premier League. Yeah. Like, he's.
0: And one of the best wingers wide forwards that we've seen in the Premier League in a long, long, long time and could have went to Saudi for three figures, (laughs) high three, high three figures, sorry, 100 million plus, sorry. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if that does happen
1: sooner rather than later. Oh, for um, sure. Actually, Scott, our, our biggest one would, our biggest and probably last one has to be uh, Alison Becker, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So a bought sold bought for eight million euros from international. Um, his idol was his goalkeeping coach in Claudio Taffarel. And what do we sell him for? Like sixty million euros.
1: Sixty-sixty-five. I mean, it's a lot for a keeper. It's just to say that we signed to me. I still think it's him or maybe courtois, the best goalkeeper in the world, and we yeah. signed him for eight million and to me, that is our last I would say signing where we've gotten somebody you know to that stature, like somebody that made such a big impact either for our club or even in his career, that became like you know one of the best players in the world and we and when did we sign Becker? How long has it been?
0: Uh, I want to say
1: 2016,
0: 2017 because Chesney was still at the club and Chesney had was like a year with him on a second. He had a two-year loan spell, wasn't it? Like 2014, yeah. 15, 15, 16, and then Allison got the got seventeen, the eighteen, 17, right?
1: Because he yeah. played Barcelona and he was he was like the big reason why we made the whole chap, that Champions League run plus uh, remaining third in Serie I think it was third was because of him. That summer we sold Salaba, we still had Alisson. Yeah, that's our last. Honestly, to me, that's our last. And that's like a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I would also mention Gerson also because I think Roma have been burnt a couple of times trying to find these talented players and they have just haven't been up to the standard. I think Gerson was one of them and he's gone. He went off to Marseille and I think he's back in Brazil now with Flamengo. And also, uh, there's probably a couple more players. I I was actually thinking of him (sighs) because... Sadu Dumbia? Oh, yes. I remember Dumbia. Or Victor Ababa. Victor Barbo, yeah. And also, remember, Roma spent a lot of money on one Manuel Iturbe, who I think blocked John Solano on Twitter, which I did find quite funny when when John was talking about that on his podcast or something like that. Um, but remember, Roma spent a lot, a lot of money on Iturbe, and he had a good couple of months, and then was constantly injured. So I just wonder if Roma had just been like, They've been very cautious with these type of players where other cause they've been burnt a few times in the past.
1: Do you remember the Iturbe deal, Scott? Do you remember how they took him they pried him and took him away from Juventus?
0: Yeah, wasn't Juventus it was it him or Dabala?
1: It was him or Dabala, yeah, that's the story. And then I don't think it was that summer, might have been the next one after they uh, it allowed them to go get DiBala, so we yeah. end. Well, I know we have DiBala now, but we ended up with a Turbe, and they ended up with a with a DiBala. Just crazy how things turn out. It,
0: before we go on to yesterday's game and pretty much wrap up the pod, Iterbe had a really, really, really excellent year had us for only the year before on loan from Porto. Bought him outright. I think it was quite a low, lowish fee, thirty-two just, million. Th- yeah and then flipped it and then Roma got him and he had a good couple of months but then just kept getting injured so yep. I just want, I wonder if they've just been burned in the past and they've just been like could be could yeah. be
1: well we'll see now with a new sporting director i feel he might be foreign um the new one i mean that's just my theory take it with a grain of salt i just I have a feeling that Friedkin's will try to look with someone with an international pedigree, but we'll see. Hopefully he can turn things around for the club.
0: Let's say Monchi, because he's doing quite well at Villa.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, I don't speak about him. Him and Anthony no. Taylor. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry.
0: I uh, had to bring that up. But um, Roman won Atalanta 1 yesterday. Going behind for... To a un- minus header. That was actually quite a good ball in from uh, uh, the Russian player who's playing left side of midfield. Miranchuk. Miranchuk, who was on loan at Torino last season. Sorry. To be honest, I thought it was a good game. Um, at- Roma struggled for a little bit with Atalanta's man-to-man sort of tactics well, that they do. Um, Atalanta tried to do a man-marking job on Pellegrini. It sort of worked in the first half. And then Scalvini and then Edison got booked. Scalvini really could have been sent off in the second half. Um, there were some questionable refereeing decisions, which led to Jose Mourinho being sent off. And I'm with Mourinho on this one because there was two ridiculous decisions for the foul on Paolo Debala by Sae Kalasinic, which should have been a foul. And also the one from Isaac Henn on Lukaku. But the referee did miss four things yesterday. Four bad things. Gianluca Mancini getting Charles de Catalare in the reverse headlock takedown, which you probably see in a WWE ring on uh, Monday nights. I think it's still on Fox <laughs> in the US and probably be at the Royal Rumble in a couple of weeks' time. Um, the The yellow card on Davide Sabacosta, which is nowhere near a yellow card. Sabacosta won the ball, clearly. And then the two fouls, which should have been fouls, on Lukaku and Bala. And also, Scalvini should have been sent off for the second foul on Pellegrini, which was not given as a foul. But overall, I thought Roma played well. They had the chances. Karnaseki in the first half was just saving them. uh, Right, left, and center. Then you had the, the penalty decision, which was a penalty.
1: But, Scott, you don't think that was a red? That could have been a red? No. I,
0: I don't think the intent was there. It was more like a jab. Okay, if, fair it, enough. It's not like Gianluca Scamacca stepping on Gianluca Mancini's mentionables. I was trying to think of, of a PG <laughs> word on this podcast. I could say dick. I think everyone dick, understood, yeah. On his cock, on his balls, um, and then tried to tried to say if Gianluca Mancini, yeah, you can have more kids. But, no, there was not a intent. He was trying to stab away. Like, it's not like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who got booked, uh, got sent off in, in the Palace Everton game in, in the week, in the FA Cup, which was one of the worst decisions I've seen of all time, but
1: uh, is the referee? Is it Gianluca
0: Aureliano?
1: Is yeah, that the one? <sighs> he's awful. He shouldn't be reffing those games.
0: But I just felt Roma had the chances. It's just the wing play disappointed me, and it's probably going to set you off with PTSD. Like Roma had the chances; they did a lot to create it. Create in that, um, the new boy from Juventus came on. And did well. Um uh, Dean Hoyson, I'm gonna say. Um, uh, looked really elegant, languid on the ball, as you said, To play, I think uh played the balls to Lukaku. I think Lukaku said something to him at half time. And I think you'll probably start on um on Wednesday. But the problem is it's the wing backs, isn't it? They
1: just struggled. Absolutely, uh, Scott. God, that was the most horrific thing I, I saw from the wingbacks. There's even jokes uh, on on X about when Carzrurp just completely missed the ball, like well, the, the air kick. Yeah, that the was... air kick. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my God! It was just it was brutal, Scott. We you know what? Roma are a different team, obviously, with everyone healthy, which they did not have. But they are different when they play mostly once a week. And the only game they played was midweek in Coppa Italia against Cremonese. And they had to uh, do... And they did some rotation. They didn't have any European football. And if you notice, I thought even against Juventus, um, they did all right considering their away form. They usually do a lot worse. How They played well against Napoli. And they played well in a game which they should have won against uh, Atalanta. I thought they played so much better than Atalanta, barring the first uh, few minutes of the match. I thought they brought a lot of pressing. I thought Mancini and Bove, to me, were the man of the matches. Oh, yeah, totally agree. And it showed me that Bove, although he's technically not the most gifted, I don't know how you can replace him right now. You can't take him out of the lineup. Um, I am disappointed in us creating a lot of chances. We created over 2XG which (laughs) definitely turned my face red. And we only scored one goal off a penalty and we couldn't convert. And you know what? A lot of the chances did fall to Dybala Lukaku. I mean, Pellegrini played like on a golden platter, a ball to Dybala and couldn't couldn't turn it away. Yeah. So we had the chances. We played well. We pressed well. We had a good debut from Hoysen. the one mistake from Karsdorp and ultimately... Again, we play a night game, and we have everybody around us dropping points. Everybody besides Lazio, Bologna tied, Fiorentina lost. Um, who else? There's somebody else that lost. Napoli. Uh, Napoli got Napoli Terrible. Yeah, we had a chance to be within two points of Fiorentina with one big game to go. And Scott, we tie 1-1 because our wingbacks are so fucking shit. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous how bad they are. I Look, I'm not. I think Bal had a good game. I think Lukaku was tired, to be honest. I think they did miss chances. But we could have created even more if Spinazzola can play just the right place to Lukaku after a wonderful bove ball. He played it behind him. If I was Lukaku, um, sorry to take this from... Uh, uh John's I, I listened to Roma press he looked like he could have turned into Mark Henry and just go suplex him <laughs> that's what John said and I was laughing I'm like I have to say that he looks so angry and so and you can't blame Lukaku that was a horrific pass it was the worst thing I've ever seen and they have just been costing us over and over and over and to me Scott it's going to be the to reason we don't make Champions League. I think defensively, from the center-back point of view, we are improving, but the midfield, yes, okay, Sanchez didn't work out, but we're trying. We're doing all right, at least. Up front, sure, DiBala, Lukaku, I mean, you can't count on them to finish chances every single game. They are strikers. They are humans. But most of the time, when your guys aren't finishing... A lot of times what you can do is just create as much as possible to give them you know every chance for them to score. And our wing backs just cannot produce. It is incredible. I sent you the uh, the statistics, Scott, of accurate crosses yesterday. I wanted to I wanted to read it out because it was just awful. So for anyone listening to this, Zaleski, two crosses, zero accurate. Karsdorp one cross, zero accurate. Spinozola, he went one of four, Chelik went O of one. It is just horrific because we played so well. We're better than Atalanta. Scamaca had nothing. Mancini was all over him. And you know what, Scott? We even had a golden opportunity. Yes, we had Ndika and Awar at uh, AFCON, but they had Lukman, their best striker. They had Lukman at AFCON. They had Scamaca, who's just come back from injury. They didn't even start with their their, their starting strikers. They didn't even have them. And, for, and all this... We cannot come up with the win. It's just that's the reason to me, Scalvini won't make top four. They're just giving us so many chances and we just can't seem the gain ground because we cannot beat the these teams that we're supposed to. We were supposed to beat Atalanta yesterday. So we played so much better than they did. It was it wasn't as like the game of the one zero. I thought the one zero um that we lost last year with Scalvini scored the the one shot on target. I thought that game was um what we had more chances with Abraham? Yeah,
0: but- we had like 21 shots on goal.
1: Yeah, that game for sure. But this one, we still had chances. We still need to create more. I I, I don't want to put a dig on Jose, but I think he was kind of negative in his substitution. I think the substitution of El Shauri, I, I thought he got that wrong. I'm sorry. I thought that was the time to bring on Asmune. Um, he I, need I, to bring him on.
0: I will add that as a caveat. I wonder if he's been told... By the Iranian Football Federation, not to use him because I think isn't it? Then in... what's
1: the point of having him? Yeah. why don't you send him now? I that's what I, I don't understand. If he plays Wednesday, Scott, though, that theory for me goes out the window. Out of the
0: window, definitely. I was thinking that he could have put on Al Sharari for Zaleski, and I think that may have been the better substitution. And then bring on Asman for Pellegrini at the end.
1: Yes, or, yeah, exactly. To me, the negative one was when he wanted to keep the same shape. He brought on Paredes for Pellegrini. I think that time, that's when you bring on Asmoune. Mm-hmm. You play a three-four-two-one. You play Bove next to Cristante. And I know Dybala. he likes Tabala the... yeah. and Asmun,
0: yeah.
1: Go behind ahead. Lukaku. I thought he, Jose got that wrong. He was so negative. We were there. We were playing better. That's where we have to go and try to win the game. You bring on Asbun, you know he he's able to create late. We score late with him. He's done that already on two, three occasions. And to me, Scott, it's just so frustrating how, and it's a home game. Like I said, we had to win our home game. We played so much better and couldn't score an open play goal. And just, uh, the wing backs just... I don't know, they make us look worse and worse every week. That's why, uh, That's why, to me, I wish we'd get out of this three-back and we wouldn't have to rely offense from wing-backs, but I know he won't change. The positives I can say, Scott, is we played better than Atalanta. Mm. I think maybe if they continue playing this way and we can somehow improve our game, we can keep ahead of them in the standings. I know they're ahead of us now. I'm talking at the end of the year. I like the positive uh, display of Hoison, and um, I think Christensen. We said this on the, we said this on an early pod score where I, I said I, I said what I I've been hearing from Leeds fans. He seems more useful at center back, and I'm totally in agreement. I don't think I don't think he put a foot wrong at center back yesterday. I really don't. I think he played right and left. I think he's actually more useful there than at wing back, yeah. and I would continue I to use him there. Really, I think he's much better. He, It seems like Calafiori. He seems like a, a different person. and I am much more comfortable with him at centre-back. And he was doing – I know Llorente got injured, but I thought he was even doing better than Llorente, who struggled yesterday.
0: Yeah, Llorente stug, struggled with Moranchuk and got he, two he Maybe
1: he, he did get injured, so I don't know if that's part of it. But, yeah, he, did, he definitely did struggle. Mancini looked – wow, he looked great as a central centre-back. He looked phenomenal. I mean, he didn't give Skamaka anything at all. I I don't know. Maybe they should
0: continue with him in the middle. But then Skamaka got on Zaleski for the disallowed goal, which Gasparini was, let's just say, politely was not very pleased with it.
1: I mean, he could mean not pleased only once to me that I mean he clearly pushed him in the back.
0: Pushed him twice, but
1: yeah. He even, Gasparini was even saying that the ref was more in Roma's favor because they got all the yellow cards, so.
0: Well, yeah, to be honest, some of them were quite late on and a couple were early. So that's how
1: Gasparini is, so it's just. But Scott, I mean, we had the XG, we had the chances, but we could not win the game. It is incredible, man. I want to keep hope for top four, Scott. I do, we're four points away, but games like that, you gotta win it. I mean, with everybody around you losing, you have to win that game, and they just could not come up with it.
0: I will say this: Roma's schedule is a lot better after the AC Milan game.
1: Absolutely, they they're getting rid of all the hard teams, but again, they have to play all these guys again. That's that's the thing. But once they get rid of Milan, like I said, three points behind fourth, they're four right now. If at the end of Milan you could be three points behind fourth, I said I would have been happy. So. I'll stick to it but we'll see I mean we'll see how we do it's away in the San Siro so we'll see how we do um against against Milan but uh, Scott that's a game that puts you two points behind mm-hmm. We want to get against a direct competitor it's just it's one that hurts trust me it's it's really going to be one that got away and again if it was the beginning of the se- if it was the beginning of the season where we didn't drop all those points Torino uh Genoa uh, Hellas Verona Selling Tana, take two or three of the four games. I would have been more okay with a tie, but again, you're always playing catch up when you have a bad start to the season. And ultimately, Roma in a night game, they just they didn't end up doing it.
0: Yeah, um, I think we probably talked about that game a bit too long, uh, not too long, a bit too much. And I could see, it. I could hear it in your voice, Joey, that you weren't particularly pleased at the end and i think this has probably been a good therapy session for you
1: um uh, maybe um i was <laughs> pleased with the way they played because in other games they would win that game i'm just i'm not pleased with the result and the win no, backs of course
0: that's understandable i did ask for questions four days ago and i've got one and it's from dita and he put hi guys what's your overtake about right this season of as roma this season should Roma keep Mourinho? And what signings would you make?
1: Oh, I mean, we don't have a, a budget to really sign anybody in G- January. We don't have a
0: war chest. Like yeah, we don't. Some I'm, clubs I'm may in, have. The,
1: in the summer, I keep mentioning we have to go younger. Um, like, we got to fix up, I think, obviously, all areas. We need to get younger. It, it'd be nice to get... Um, Uh, you know, a functional player in every position because I I think we will need it. Like center back, we may not have Smalling anymore. We may not have Llorente, may go back. So that leaves us with Mancini and Indica. So you need a center back. In midfield, we don't know what's going on with Pellegrini. Obviously, Sanchez going back. Awar has been unimpressive. You have Bove, Cristante, and Paredes. I guess they'll keep, but certainly you need another body or two. And then up front, I certainly, I think DiBala stays. I really hope I'm right about it. I well, don't think Kaku stays. I don't think Abraham stays. And there's even now rumors, Scott, about Balotti.
0: Yeah, Serie B. Seria and B. also, Saada Asman is wanted by Sevilla. I would just, you said DiBala, a countryman in the Premier League with a war chest and an American owner. And a release clause. It won't happen. Nope. You... Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't so, think it'll happen. It's only just down the road for me. So I could, <laughs> I could, I could, if Swindon are not playing, I could go and watch Well, my friends, a Chelsea fan. I say, Hey, um, you're about to sign someone. It may not happen, but it's like his release clause, isn't it? Like, doesn't like it stop like on the 15th of January.
1: Yeah, it does. So another week, but Pinto said not to worry, and I really trust the words. I think he's there. He's here, sorry. Well, whatever. He's in Rome for the end of the year, not here in Canada. Um, he's here for the end of the year. Um, so, And then we'll see. But I think he loves the place. I, I think he'll, he'd will he want to continue on. If we could get the right sporting director to give him that contract, because, Scott, you know what? I'll take 30 games of the ball over 50 games of almost anybody else, really, mm-hmm. unless you're talking about a world superstar, which we can't afford. I'll take 30 games of the ball because he makes such a difference. So they better offer him that contract. But going back to that question, I think we need players in every department. We need mm-hmm. to sort of revamp. Like we, we don't have anybody signed for striker next year besides Balati, who they want to get rid of, and Dybala. Asmoon to me is is as good as I think he's gone. I think Lukaku's gone. I think they're gonna sell Abraham. And Belotti, they don't even—I don't even think they want him anymore. I think they're, they're finally realizing. He just, I just—I don't think he has the quality to stay at Roma. So they're gonna need their—they're gonna need midfield defense. And we haven't even spoke about goalkeeper. We—we oh, we don't. Yeah, yeah we Falcone. don't know. Falcone. There's talks about Di Gregorio. So I—they I, need—they really need to revamp. And if that ties into the Mourinho question, look, I have respected everything Mourinho's done. If he stays, I wouldn't be upset. If he leaves, I wouldn't be upset. I'll be either way. It's just we need to go younger, and whatever coach we bring in has to like follow that same direction and work with younger players and able to develop and give us an exciting squad that can, you know, fight for maybe top four. So that could be a new coach with different types of way of playing tactics, or that could be Mourinho. But you gotta accept, you know, to play a certain way to make us top four. Obviously, in the league, Mourinho, we've been we've been pretty disappointing. We ended ninth on the calendar year, and what are we seventh or eighth right now? I think eighth. it's eighth. So, but there is
0: like, like there is like minimal points, right? Se- separating like fourteen, so a win could like jump you up like three four positions.
1: Absolutely, that Lazio had three three uh three game winning streaks, Scott, and they've jumped up to now seventh. So, and they were you know had, like. Eleven, twelve, 12th, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens, but certainly I'm one for having to uh, sort of revamp this entire roster and, you know, go younger. And that all starts with getting a new sporting director. So hopefully that comes into fruition and in the summer we see changes.
0: Hear, here. Um we have been going on almost an hour. I think that pretty much wraps this podcast up because we didn't do one last week um, we've probably gone a bit uh, a bit more in depth on this week um, we'll be back after the Coppa Italia game probably on the Thursday um, so we can probably give a day's rest <laughs> <Either> good, <laughs> we, we e- take a day e- to digest e- either good or bad but no we'll be back Thursday to talk about the Coppa Italia game um, which kicks off at five PM UK time, six PM local time. Um, thankfully, it's on British TV, and I can record. Um, unlike many others, many English Roma fans will probably catch up on the game later on in the evening. Uh, so, uh, guys, you can follow us on themagiccast You can find our previous episodes on the on the website, and you can find find us and follow on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Podbean. Etc., uh, etc. Et Joey, once again, thank you for joining me on this Monday evening for you, Well, Monday evening for me, and Monday, I'll say late afternoon for yourself.
1: Yeah, thanks, Scott. It was uh, another nice uh, therapy session talking about Roma after the last couple games they've had. Uh,
0: we'll get you that shrink in that chair. <laughs> as <soon> as you <laughs> can
1: wear the Neas uh, Roma jersey too. Uh, does, it, does it have to have the baller on the back? no no that's okay i mean i gotta separate myself from him at some point so might as well start in a therapy session
0: no that's fine uh shall i have eminem and stan playing in the background absolutely
1: yeah okay fair enough uh
0: we'll be back on thursday and um, we'll be talking about the uh Coppa Italia game and then like a little mini preview of the big game on saturday a uh, saturday evening sunday evening If it was Saturday evening, I'd be missing that. It's Sunday evening against AC Milan. Uh, We'll be back soon. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the week, and uh, ciao. Ciao.